Mortgage Investors Group would like to celebrate our country's independence by thanking all of our military veterans and those who are currently serving our country. We understand and are so grateful for the sacrifices you have made for our freedom. MIG would also like to honor the memory of those who have died defending our nation and their families who have given so much for her defense. We wish you and your families the safest and happiest summer. Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. When Kevin gives the word, be prepared to call in to 865-243-TALK. That's 865-243-8255. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, your host. I'm here with co-host Mark Griffith, and this show is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group. We want to thank you all for coming in today, and we have a special show that we are uh, going to present to you today. And, and Mark, um, thank you so much for putting all this together. It's it's the MIG Heroes show that you've been reading about on our website and other um, social media networks, Facebook, Twitter, and so forth. And what we would like to do is to spend this hour um, really commemorating and, and, and talking about uh, the United States and uh, our MIG heroes that we have working for us uh, throughout all of our branches in the state of Tennessee and even into Arkansas. And just, you know, really highlighting, uh, you know, and, and, and giving an opportunity to um, the people who either served or had someone in their family who served or actually anybody that they know that they're close to, to just give them a moment and an opportunity to uh, talk about them. And so throughout the show, uh, during going into our breaks, we're going to be having folks come on and, and tell them uh, what they did or who that person is. Because um, at Mortgage Investors Group, one of the things that we really try try to um, apply to our employees and all of the people who work for us and work with us is that we're our family and we want everyone to feel comfortable um, in the environment. And, you know, we get to know folks and, you know, our guests today, for instance, Bob Thompson and Hal Flint that we're going to be talking to, I sat in their offices literally for hours talking to them about their experience in Vietnam. And we just get to know folks and we want people to know that we are their family and we appreciate their service and we just want to recognize them uh, at this time. So thank you for joining us. Uh, Mark, uh, I'm excited about this. Well, it's been a lot of fun to put together and, uh, it, you know, it's just not the veterans that are out there. We're so proud of them and the people that are serving right now. We're, God bless them. But it's also about the people on the home front who take care of the house, who do all those things. They're heroes, too, because they give the ability for those soldiers to serve. So we want to recognize all the families that are at the home that support their uh, veterans and, You're absolute, and soldiers. You're absolutely right. And it's, you know, it's it, freedom is not free. That's the whole point. Um, there is a cost, and there are people that are serving for us, past and present, are putting their lives on the line for our freedom. And those who have died and those that are currently serving and those that are in our workforce today 
people, I think, sometimes take for granted what it is that they have been freely given because it's not free. Freedom is not free. And as a matter of fact, we just had someone in the real estate community, their brother died in Afghanistan. Um, I'm not going to mention their name. Uh, I just don't feel comfortable doing that. So it hits home. You know, this people are dying for our freedom on a daily basis. So with that being said, we have a very special guest coming in. He is a senior loan officer with Mortgage Investors Group. His name is Bob Thompson. Bob, thank you for coming in today. Thank you. Glad to be here. Absolutely. And Bob, I know that during your time in uh, in, in Vietnam, for instance, you were on a, on a, on a ship, the USS Forrestal, correct? That's right. And um, you were a young man. You know, your title there uh, during that time was personnel, personnelman, third class. And you signed up. You did not realize what was going to happen, obviously, on July 29th, 1967. Why don't you frame for me, first of all, you know, why it is that you signed up for service and then just walk me through and we'll we'll talk a little bit and have a conversation about it but just talk me through why it is that you served and why it was important for you to do that Uh, my dad was a world war ii navy veteran and at that time uh i think there was more of a feeling of patriotism among 20 year olds and 18 year olds as as i was and there was also another reason, too, and that was uh, join the Navy or be drafted into the Army. So I like the idea of following my dad's footsteps Absolutely. in the Navy. Yeah. Now, when you joined, did you automatically know that you were going to be deployed on this ship? No, I had four years of uh, shore duty in Norfolk, Virginia. And after a year or so there, decided I wanted to see the world. So I volunteered for sea duty. And ended up on the USS uh, Forrestal. Now, when was it actually? What's the what's the word that you used the day that it went to sail? It embarked, I guess. You, yes. <laughs> what it, day was that? Uh, it was in June of uh, 1967. I don't remember the exact day. Now, your all's job was to go to the Gulf of Tonkin. Uh huh. And you had ships that you, I mean, you had uh, airplanes that you were carrying that were going to do missions in North Vietnam. Correct. Uh, we carried a number of uh, attack squadrons that flew from the deck of the Forrestal and and flew uh, attack over North Vietnam. Now your your all's mission was cut short because on July I'm sorry July 29th 1967 um, a Sunni rocket was somehow engaged on one of the it was it an F14. I don't know what kind of a ship it was, but uh, it flew into the belly tank of another plane. Right. And then the started, rocket did. Right. Started a chain reaction of burning jet fuel and blowing up bombs. Now, Bob has a book that he has brought with me that I'm going to be taking pictures of and putting on our website that are going to give you more of a visual on exactly what happened. But suffice it to say, when that Sunni rocket engaged and went into the belly of that other ship and this fire started, it was an absolute uh, nightmare for the people that were in the immediate location because these folks got incinerated. And, I mean, there was 5,500 people on, on the USS Forrestal. 134 of those died that day. And Bob, Bob Thompson, was one of the people on that ship. Talk to me about what happened once you realized the fire had come about. What, what, what was your thoughts? And tell me, walk us through what happened. From my position in the personnel office, uh, one deck below the um, hangar bay deck, uh, the first thing we heard was loud explosions. 
I uh, believe there was five of them all together, and they represented a thousand pound bombs uh, going off on the flight deck as a result of the fire. Correct. We thought uh, down in the belly of the ship at the time that we were under attack by uh, Russian MiGs because an aircraft carrier is such a large uh, place that uh, you you really don't know what goes on from one end of it to the other. But uh, soon it became apparent that there was a large fire on the flight deck, and everybody then turned to to deal with that. Now, your position, um, what you did, you were um, required to go back to general quarters for everybody else, which was for you, the personnel office, because under a circumstance like that, you might be required to, uh, I guess, get rid of all of the all of the personnel information and confidential information if classified that, material yeah. yes right so that never came about so then you were then uh i guess because you were trying to help you were th- went up to uh hangar bay too correct and there's actually a picture which we'll put also on our website of bob helping um carry off a suny is was that a suny that was a zuni rocket a zuni zuni rocket right um don't know all these terms um so that that picture is of you now why is it that you all were trying to get these rockets off of the ship well uh, sailors on board ship are concerned with the well-being of their ship and of their shipmates and uh we were all fighting together to keep the ship alive to keep the ship afloat and we did anything that we could to uh to achieve that and you know, one of the things I think that Bob and I have talked about is that, you know, the 134 people who died, you know, there's only 5,500 people on board, which is a big number. But, you know, there's people that died that, you know, you rub shoulders with going down the hall potentially. And so the emotions and the absolute fear that I would have had personally, I can't speak for you, would have been almost insurmountable. I think it's such an amazing thing to look at these pictures. And the pictures are just amazing because it shows you where the bombs exploded but the courage that it took even though bob was modest and he said that they were just trying to save their own lives some of them but the courage that it took to stand up and to say i'm gonna try to get as much as i can done to help keep this ship alive where did that courage come from 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 the people that were on the ship that's what sailors do and the sailors the courage is just implanted in them when they become a sailor I think I, I think that's true. People that join the military uh, join for a lot of different reasons, and serving their country is one. So one of the things too that you you guys obviously your mission was over when that happened, and um, there's a lot of side stories that we unfortunately don't ha- have time to get into. <clears throat> one of the more interesting was one of the cutters uh, was it a Chinese cutter that came close to the ship that had to be basically eliminated. It's in the book. That happened, yes. Yeah, and, and, and you know because we, you all didn't know what they were doing, so what you had to do was you had to eliminate it, and so th- that was probably a lot of fear associated with that. But you all's your all's mission was ended because you had to get the ship back to port. Correct. Where did you all go after you all were able to stabilize the ship? Where did you take it from there? Uh, we went back to Subic Bay in the Philippines, and then on later to. 30 days at sea coming back to Jacksonville, Florida. And was it the vice president that was there 
Uh, Vice President Humphrey was there, mm-hmm. yes. But li- and, but let me say that what I'm here for today is just to remember the 134 men that died that day 47 years ago. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because that's obviously the family. I know that there's still a lot of tributes that happen. I, I know that, um, Bob, I, I know every time around this year that Bob and I happen to talk about it, and it's those 134 people and their family and extended family that our prayers go out to that they lost. A, a son or a daughter potentially that day and we definitely want to keep them in our thoughts and our prayers um, during this time and you know this is the blue, red white and blue time of year and we want to commemorate those folks and Bob happens to be one of them and you know Bob we thank you for your service and I know you were just doing your job and you know but the fact is you know you you stood you know shoulder to shoulder with a lot of other sailors and helped save that ship and ultimately helped save another 5,000 people or 5,500 people um, so so in ending, Bob, if you don't mind, you know, is there is there anything else you'd like to add to what we've already talked about? You know, anything that you'd like to share about your your time in service or anything else that you'd like to say? Um, my time in the service was very was very rewarding for me. Uh, I was able to go on to school to buy a house. Uh, the military was good to me. It helped me to grow up from an eighteen year old. And uh, I enjoy taking care of veterans in, in my work today. Mm, that's right. And Bob Thompson is a senior loan officer at Mortgage Investors Group. And, you know, if you're a veteran out there or if you're anybody that's looking to purchase a home or refinance, you can reach Bob directly at 865-691-8910. Obviously, we're not selling anything on this show right now, but we do want you to know that he will help you. Veterans, there's lots of opportunities for veterans to get uh, refinanced potentially or even a uh, no down payment purchase on a VA loan. So please give Bob a call. It's 865-691-8910. And you can also locate him on migonline.com slash bob.thompson. Correct, Bob? That's right. Right. And so he would be happy to help you. And uh, Bob, thank you so much for coming in and spending a few moments with us. We really appreciate your service and your time uh, at Mortgage Investors Group. Thank you. Now, Mark, when we come back after this break, we're going to be talking uh, with Hal Flint, um, and he has an interesting story as well. I know that uh, you've spoke with him at length. I know I have. Um, Bob, I know, has talked with Hal um, because it's kind of a the com- camaraderie of, of serving together. But um, it's an interesting story that Bob has uh, about the Forrestal. Well, they <clears throat> have fantastic stories, and it's just really, um, it just kind of touches you when, you when you talk about it and you hear Bob talk about this. And, and specifically, um, the reasons he talks about it is different than what you and I talk about. He thinks about the, the memories of those who are lost. Yeah. We talk about sometimes of all the stuff that happened around it and, mm-hmm. and things that were going on. But to them, it's all about the ones who, uh, who lost their lives. Right. That's exactly right. And it's an amazing story of courage, I think, and uh, really just overcoming such huge obstacles as well. So thank you guys for joining us. Uh, This is the Housing Hour, and we uh, thank you for coming in. We're talking about our MIG heroes, and we're going to continue to do that after we come back from these messages.
Hello, my name is Chris Gerlach, and I'm an executive assistant at the Knoxville Home Office. My MIG hero is my father, George Link, who served in the U.S. Navy during the Korean War on the USS Coral Sea Aircraft Carrier. He was a parachute rigger and an aircraft catapult specialist. I would like to wish everyone a safe and happy holiday and say God bless America. My name is Denise Tate. I am the transaction coordinator for the Kanigi team in Chattanooga. My MIG hero is my papal, Ray Metcalf. He is a wounded World War II Purple Heart veteran currently living in Claxton, Tennessee. He served as a medic in the United States Army. He was also awarded two bronze stars for his valor, courage, and sacrifice. Because of his influence and courage, I also served in the United States Army during the first Iraqi war from 1990 to 1993. I was a specialist in the medic unit in Backkreuznach, Germany, dispatching and maintaining the ambulances that were shipped to Iraq. Serving my country is and was the most rewarding experience of my life. May God continue to bless America and have a wonderful 4th of July. East Tennessee's choice for Fox News Radio, 100.3 WNOX. At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller, the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely, attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers. At Title Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. Hot off the press, the housing market is starting to recover, home prices are rising, home sales are increasing, home builders are clearing lots and raising roofs. Mortgage Investors Group would like to help you take advantage of this nationwide housing recovery by offering you the lowest interest rates in our nation's history. Don't miss out. Call us today, 800-489-8910 or visit us on mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. There is nothing better than summer fun in the backyard of your new home, grilling hamburgers and serving them up to your family and friends. With 16 offices in Tennessee, Mortgage Investors Group would like to help you realize this dream. Whether it's refinancing or purchasing, MIG is ready to serve you up some of the lowest interest rates in our country's history. So call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us at MIGonline.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. Clearly, your best choice for news, sports, traffic, and weather. Partnered with WBIR.com. This is 100.3 WNOX. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. into the housing hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm here with my co-host Mark Griffith. This show is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group. And uh, the, the tributes that you heard uh, coming out of that first segment were of obviously some of our employees talking about husbands and, and just personal friends or even family 
So we want to thank each of them for participating in this, and we salute you on this day. And we're we're celebrating the Fourth of July. Obviously, we're we're using this time to commemorate some. Uh, people who work for Mortgage Investors Group, and we're calling it our MIG Heroes Show. And um, we actually have uh, a website with all of these pictures, these cool pictures that that we've put together. Um, Thehousinghour.com, you all know about it. Uh, Mark, uh, our co-host, has done an extraordinary job keeping up with it and, and just the maintenance of it. It's a fantastic site. And on that site, we've, we've put together a little... Uh, you know, montage of, of pictures together that we'd love for you to look at. And that is thehousinghour.com. Um, you can go there and, and obviously listen to our past shows, listen to our current shows, and also a lot of other good information, editorials and so forth. So with that being said, we have Hal Flint. Hal, how are you? Doing fine. Hal is a senior loan officer at Mortgage Investors Group, um, and he is here today to talk a little bit about his time um, in the past and also the the current uh, few in, into the future. Um, but he was a fighter pilot, and he was a captain um, in the U.S. Air Force. And you know, Hal has some incredible stories, actually, some of which he can talk about, some of which he cannot talk about. But, but Hal, if you don't mind, uh, first, thank you for coming in. But if you don't mind, give us the overview of how it was that you became a fighter pilot. Well, dude, that's an interesting question. Yeah. I was at the University of Tennessee and was joining the ROTC program and uh, was given a choice of the Army or the Air Force, and I like blue best. Mm -hmm. So I chose the Air Force, and then they asked me what I wanted to do, and then I found out they paid more if you flew. So right. I said, well, that's what I want to do. Absolutely. And it was the best choice I ever made. Now, when you went into flight school, um, you had, uh, I guess your wife was pregnant at the time, correct? Not, not at quite that yet. time. I wasn't married in flight school. I was married okay. in combat school. Okay. So so at some point, you um, came through the pipeline, and the people normally that came through that pipeline were going to Vietnam. That is correct. And then what it, was it that your commanding officer told you? Our wing was given a, an opportunity to volunteer for an undisclosed Far East location that would be an accompanied tour. And since my wife was pregnant at the time, I volunteered for that. Turned out the whole wing did, and we ended up uh, stationed at Yokota Air Base in Japan. So you actually lived there and were able to bring your wife with you. So you resided there. And how long were you live? How long did you live there? I was in a stabilized tour for about three and a half years. Um, I went over first uh, right after the Pueblo crisis hit in uh, January of 1969, or 68 actually, and then um, my wife joined in, in August of that year. Now, the, the, the Pueblo crisis, is that what yes. you called it? Um, that might be one that we could talk about, I we guess. talk a little about that. Yeah. That's when the Tell North, me about it. The North Koreans captured one of our spy boats that was uh, commanded by Lloyd T. Booker. And uh, we were put on, on alert to try to defend and protect that boat, but um, they already had it in the harbor. So your job as a fighter pilot, as a, uh, as a, as a captain, um, your job was what? What was your mission? Well, we had multiple missions. Our primary mission was the defense of South Korea and Japan. But within that, we defended against air attacks, ground attacks, uh, boat attacks. Uh, we set uh, special alert uh, using those special weapons that are made over there in Oak Ridge. What kind uh, of special weapons? Well, they're the ones that they make over there in that uh, special yeah. facility that we just don't talk about that right. much. Right. 
All right. So, so basically, when you signed up, you know, you, you kind of knew, I guess, at that point in time that, you know, the military may be in your future. Or was it a, a choice of yours? Because, I mean, obviously, you, you could have avoided it some way. But, but people back then, it just seems to me that they just were more patriotic. I may be labeling something that's not correct. But what were your feelings when you first joined and then all of a sudden you're flying over in South Asia or wherever you were. I mean, tell me how that all happened. I mean, in, in your mind, what did you want to do? Did you want to be a fighter pilot? And that's just what you just what you did? I thought airplanes were cool, but that was not a great desire as a kid. Uh, what really was happening is everybody was going to the war. Mm. And you either go on the ground as a draftee, right. or you join the ROTC program and go in as an officer where you have a little bit more say as to your fate. And being a fighter pilot, I had a lot of say as to my fate. The better now, I was, the more I could uh, hope to live. Now, the F-4 Phantom II is what you flew, correct? That is correct. What was its top-end speed? Well, 1,784 miles an hour was my top-end speed one day. Oh, uh, really? And it's, where was that? That's 2.6 Mach. Where that's did that occur? Of, that's out over the Sea of Japan on a test top. A test top? What is a test top? Uh, if they do engine work or anything on the major airframe modifications, then you have to take the bird up and uh, try to ring it out. You mm -hmm. fly the entire envelope. You go to max speed, max uh, G, max everything. Mm -hmm. And if you can break it, they don't put it on the flight line. If it comes back safe, it's combat ready. That's pretty incredible. So going that fast, I mean... I was just at Disney World last week and I rode on a couple of, you know, roller coasters and obviously you're not seeing those type of G's, uh, maybe the Hulk ride, which is at Universal. But I mean, how does that feel when you're going that fast? I mean, I was in a plane and I happened to have the map. We got up to like 583 miles per hour, but we're almost, how fast would you say you were going? 1,782. So what does that feel like? Just like sitting right here. Does it really? Yeah. So when, once yeah. you've reached the speed, the acceleration, you feel a little G. Mm -hmm. But uh, now going through Mach 1, you get a little jolt. Mm -hmm. uh, just a, You're actually penetrating a physical barrier. Mm -hmm. And then once you go above that, it just gets faster and faster. It's just like sitting in a car. Um, this is going to be an ignorant question. I don't really know how to ask it. But what is the speed uh, that was broke by that uh, gentleman that nobody could break through it because the planes kept falling apart? I know this was a long time before. Oh, that was a long time ago. That was Mach 1. Mach that, 1? Yes. The planes, they did not, they couldn't reach or surpass it. But what is it the speed of sound? Speed of sound. Okay. You actually create a physical... Uh, it's a it's a physical thing. You can actually see the mock stem that forms on the part of the airplane that goes fastest. Mm -hmm. uh, your commercial air jetliners are limited to their cruise speed by the critical mock, and there will be a a point usually above the cockpit uh, curvature. You'll see a little spike, looks like steam or something mm -hmm. uh, that forms, and if they go much faster than that, then they go mock, and it breaks the boundary air boundary layer air. And it quits flying, so that's but they get they, they get to, to their destination quicker, which might help them keep on time, which is nice. But that's not going to help the passengers. So 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 how we're here with Hal Flint. He is a senior loan officer at Mortgage Investors Group, and we're talking to him about his time in the Air Force. You were in the Air Force from '66 to when again? Uh, March 17, 1971. So you were in for five years in active duty. Active duty. And that in that time, what was some of the most amazing things that you experienced? I know you had a bunch of them, but what about that time that you were um, 
testing in Russia, for instance, or near Russia? Oh, I'd have to shoot you if I told you about that. <laughs> That's fine. Did you bring a weapon? <laughs> uh, I was armed in the airplane. Everybody carried, else here is. I carried three. Yeah. So I, tell me what what was that experience? What did you well, do? Why did you do it? This was after the uh, Navy EC-121, an unarmed reconnaissance plane, was shot down by North Korea 95 miles off the coast in 1969. And we went up and helped work on the recovery of that aircraft. And the Russians actually uh, assisted. Uh, they'd picked up some debris off the back of a destroyer, and they needed a couple of airplanes to go by and to identify it. Mm-hmm. And that was part of the task I had. So you had like a camera? Yeah, you've got a camera and you're zipping by at about 300 miles an hour. You can't... That's as slow as you can go almost, isn't it? Well, yes. Okay. Um, We were escorted by two MiG-21s, which was kind of fascinating in and of itself. It was Russian MiGs? Yes. Oh, wow. And so he was taking pictures of me and I was taking pictures of him. So we've got pictures. We'll have those up on the website. No, you won't. (laughs) So, so was it kind of like on, uh, I don't remember what movie that was, but when the guy's flipping the guy a bird and he took a picture of him, were you that close where you could actually see, you know, the individual? I could see the expression on his face. You're kidding me. We posed for each other. Was it a nice expression? After a while, you realize he's just doing his job for his country. I'm doing my job for my country. It's my country's governments that are upset with each other. Yeah, okay. That's a good point. Now, talk to me about um, when you were flying, somebody was flying upside down. Was that that same mission or that same, somebody was flying up and something about some envelopes or something. I don't know what you're talking about. But what is it that you were saying earlier? Kevin, it's obvious you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, the envelope is when you fly a test hop. I mean, that's just... Uh, it's got max G, max uh, max speeds, different things like that. Now, flying right. upside down is just something that was just fun to do. Uh, if you to, if you flew a mission where you were pulling a lot of G's, like a dogfight or a gra- air to ground when you're pulling G's, um, if you can imagine you've been five G's in that that ride, if you can imagine pulling eight and a half, uh, it kind of makes the part of your body that's sitting sore. Mm-hmm. So if you fly upside down, you're reversing the G's, and it kind of takes the pressure off, and it's kind of a relief. So it was just something fun to do. So what other um, stories that you can share with us that our viewers or our listeners would love to hear about? Because you've told me so many, and I've heard so many, but tell me some other stuff that would be interesting. Oh, about, gosh. it was, um, Or just general. Well, flying was... Um, it, it's an experience. If you've if you've never done it, it's it's difficult to explain. Uh, I think the ride up in Dollywood that I want to go try the Eagle is um, intriguing to me because mm. it gives you that sense of freedom. But uh, jet aircraft, different from light aircraft, uh, is very stable. Mm. Uh, when you when you're at speed, and we would normally cruise around 600 knots, just below the speed of sound, 0.8 five mock point nine mock something like that you had a very stable platform with which to launch weapons um to um uh, the f4 was also configured as a, a recon bird mm-hmm. uh, we weren't but uh, it's a good platform for taking photographs and we could take off with fifty-four thousand pounds mm. i mean it was a wow. huge airplane it looks small when you see it from a distance but it's actually longer than my house wider than my house and taller than my house and i live in a two-story right but uh we could carry armament for air-to-air, which is intercepts. We could mm-hmm. carry armament for air-to-ground. But just the sheer thrill of flying and learning to do precision flying um, like the Thunderbirds do, all those maneuvers, 
all those maneuvers have a purpose mm-hmm. and the better you are at it the better chance you have of coming home and telling guys like you what went on back there now we have we only have three minutes left and i'd like to end by talking very very briefly and we need to have you back on because part of your experience in the air force um helped you become the person that you are today and i know that you are uh, very actively involved in mission trips in africa and you have a mission trip coming up not too long far into the future and would you say that your experiences especially in in your experience flying helped to mold the person that you are and the things that you're doing today well, it gave me a leadership quality that uh, was certainly developed. Uh, I became opinionated. Mm-hmm. I guess you've noticed that. <laughs> and um, yes, it's a sense of adventure. It's uh, not knowing limits. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's stepping out from behind your defense mechanisms. So, yes, my time in the military molded me as a man. Yeah, well, for us here at the Housing Hour and also Mortgage Investors Group as a whole, we thank you for your service and the time that you spent defending our freedom because, like I have said, our freedom is not free. And the time that you spent, even though it was five years of your whole entire life, were incredibly important to what we have today. So we thank you for that, especially the Housing Hour wants to thank you and Mortgage Investors Group wants to thank you and all of our family here. Thank you so much for what what it is that you did, Hal, for us. It was my pleasure to serve. Absolutely. And you can learn more about the African um, trip that he's going to be going on. Is there a website where maybe they can go to to learn more about that? It's not ready yet. Okay. Well, we'll have more information because you just got back about, what, about eight, ten months ago or something like that? I got back last July. Yeah. So it's about a year ago. It's incredible stuff. Mortgage Investors Group wants to thank all of our veterans, and that's what the MIG Heroes uh, is all about, and that's why we're producing this show. So we thank everyone, and we're going to have one more segment with some more information. We thank you guys for coming in and joining us. We thank Hal and Bob for coming in and spending a little time with us. Again, thanks so much. We'll be right back after these messages. My name is Chris Gerlach, and I'm an executive assistant at the Knoxville Home Office. My MIG hero is my father, George Link, who served in the U.S. Navy during the Korean War on the USS Coral Sea aircraft carrier. He was a parachute rigger and an aircraft catapult specialist. I would like to wish everyone a safe and happy holiday and say God bless America. My name is Denise Tate. I am the transaction coordinator for the Kanigi team in Chattanooga. My MIG hero is my papal, Ray Metcalf. He is a wounded World War II Purple Heart veteran currently living in Claxton, Tennessee. He served as a medic in the United States Army. He was also awarded two bronze stars for his valor, courage, and sacrifice. Because of his influence and courage, I also served in the United States Army during the first Iraqi war from 1990 to 1993. I was a specialist in the medic unit in Badkreuznacht, Germany, dispatching and maintaining the ambulances that were shipped to Iraq. Serving my country is and was the most rewarding experience of my life. May God continue to bless America and have a wonderful 4th of July. Clearly, your best choice for news, sports, traffic, and weather. Partnered with WBIR.com. This is 100.3 WNOX. At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller 
the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely, attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers. At Title Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. Mortgage Investors Group is committed to being your home loan solution. It's just that simple. With over 22 years of experience in the home financing business and over 60,000 clients, MIG is Tennessee's leading independent mortgage lender. Whether you're looking to upgrade your current home, purchase your first home, or need to simply refinance to a lower rate, now is the time to move. There has never been a better time to buy a home than there is today. Record low rates, great selection of homes for sale, and sellers ready to sell. This environment will not last forever. Mortgage Investors Group has money to lend, experienced loan officers to guide you, and a singular focus of helping you. Contact us and we will help you realize your American dream today. MIGonline.com or 865-691-8910. Equal housing lender, Tennessee license number 109111. Mortgage Investors Group. Roughly six years after the housing market began its longest, deepest slide since the Great Depression, experts believe the end of the slide has come. Home prices are rising, home sales are increasing, and interest rates are at their lowest level. Mortgage Investors Group would like to help you take advantage of these fantastic market conditions. MIG has 16 offices in Tennessee, so call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us at mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. East Tennessee's choice for Fox News Radio, 100.3 WNOX. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Kevin Ray, your host, and Mark Griffith, your co-host. Shine is our producer. Um, real quick, I did want to tell you about a company that I believe very strongly in, and that is Admiral Title. Admiral Title is a company here locally in Knoxville. Phyllis Burnett and Terry Adams started it about eight years ago, and they designed the company for the customer, and they want to make sure that their customers get the same experience that Mortgage Investors Group actually gives, and that is that they take care of business. They take care of all of your needs. They make sure that there are no um, stones unturned and make sure that everything is taken care of. And they take a really good, uh, take very good care of all of our customers. So if you're a realtor out there or a lender um, and you want someone that's going to take care of all of your needs, please call them today. It's Admiral Title, 865-531-6060. 
865-531-6060. Admiral Title. All right, moving right along. We um, thank you guys for joining us. We um, are here on The Housing Hour, and you can also visit our website, thehousinghour.com. You can listen to past shows, and you can also listen to this show live. In the future, you can uh, tune right in to thehousinghour.com and a lot of other good information, thehousinghour.com. Um, so we've had two fantastic guests come in, and that was Hal Flint and also Bob Thompson, both senior loan officers at Mortgage Investors Group. It was hard to choose two out of all of our MIG heroes, but they were the two that we felt were the easiest to get here and just were able to tell their story. And they have a lot of good information. So what a great show, Mark. It's been a lot. It's been fantastic. I, I really enjoy it. This is a time of year that I love the most, probably second to Christmas, uh, yes. the 4th of July. It's just so much fun to be out, outdoors on the lake, at the beach or whatever, picnics, hamburgers, you name it. That's right. It's it's really an incredible time of year to remember um, those folks that served uh, for us for our freedom. Now, who's your hero, Mark? Oh, well, you know, my MIG hero is my father, J. Fred Griffith, Jr. He served in the Navy during World War II. And also my father-in-law, Edwin Buford Carter, he was in the Army, uh, served with the Civil Corps of Engineers attached to the Manhattan Project. No kidding. Absolutely. And I think you have a connection to the Manhattan yes. Project, too. Who's your well, MIG hero? I have a couple. My my grandfather, was, his name was Frank Paul Callahan, and um, he was an officer in the U.S. Army, um, and he was, in, uh, the, he was actually in the intelligence branch of the U.S. Army, and after he finished his time in 19, in the 40s, he came to Oak Ridge um, with the Atomic Energy Commission and was the director of security for the Oak Ridge operations. So he had a lot of interesting jobs. Uh, he had, you know, the, the Q clearance was under his wing. And, you know, back then it was very, very, you know, critical that they cleared all of the individuals who worked in Oak Ridge. So that was part of what he did. And then also just really the surveillance of guests coming in to the Oak Ridge area, um, whether that be um, people who were involved in the project or maybe it were was U.S. senators that came and stayed at the Alexander Inn, you know, making sure that they were um, acting appropriately during their time that they stayed there. They had a whole system of how to... Um, monitor what it is that they were talking about and so forth so that there was no information that was, you know, leaking out of the area because it was critical that that stuff was all kept secret. Um, and, and in the time period that, that he was there, you know, was, was a very big time, obviously in America's growth. It was, you know, kind of at that time where, you know, Oak Ridge was not even on the map and all of a sudden it was you know the third largest city in the whole state you know went from no population at all to 175,000 or more right um and it's just an incredible story your father-in-law right was as a part of that that's the right Corps of engineers which i'm sure he was a part of really developing and why it was that they chose that area and in developing the infrastructure and he became an engineer and stayed with uh union carbide as they and just retired back in 19 89 something like that right. so he's been a part of Oak Ridge for a long time but it's really interesting and the history over there in Oak Ridge is really interesting and and everybody there's so many folks that have been touched uh, by Y12 who worked out there during that period of time but there's 
Also, interesting little tidbit that General Grove gave an award. It was called a Silver Service Pin, mm. sterling silver, and it's stamped with the Manhattan Project symbol on the front. Wow. So, if you think that's your family member, you should ask them if they have that Silver Service Pin because mm. uh, that's a pretty neat memento. I, we have ours uh, from our father. Oh, wow. I'll definitely look into that. And, you know, the MIG Heroes segment, you know, we all have them. I have one other, too, um, and that would be my brother in law. Um, he is Lieutenant colonel with the U.S. Army, uh, Donald Evans, and mm-hmm. he is actually being deployed to Afghanistan very shortly. He has a wife and a child, and he was he's had several missions over the last you know five to ten years. Um, he's been to Afghanistan, he's been to um, Sarajevo, and he's been to some other places. Wow. So he's had a lot, and he's actually, he did also another mission to Yemen, which was an interesting mission in itself. So he's 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 definitely a hero in my mind, and, um, and actually uh, I'm going to put a video up that I made for him um, back a few years ago uh, when he came back from Afghanistan. Um, it was a tribute that I made, so we'll have that on our website. Um, you know, speaking about MIG heroes, you think about all of the people that we have working for our company and all of the people who, you know, go out there and serve our customers every day. You know, one of the reasons I think that they came to Mortgage Investors Group was because of what we believe is most important. And that is, you know, trying to not just serve people to serve people, but because we're doing it for the right reasons. We're, we're trying to help people. And it's clear that, that Mortgage Investors Group makes it their priority, not just to help people, but to make sure that they are putting them in a position to have financial freedom, that they're not just going to put them in any type of loan. They're going to try very hard to look at their situation. And, you know, like Bob was talking about, he has a lot of veterans who happen to come to him because of his position. And it's really a friendship that is created with these veterans. And, and you know, part of being a good friend, Mark, is helping people and giving people honest feedback and helping to help them help themselves. And I think that's what I see as all of our veterans. I mean, some incredible stories is that their focus is to help people and help others. And that's what the theme was, I think, of all of the the characteristics that I, of all of the people that I heard speak about, they're all helpers. They're all, you know, people who really try to give back. And it's about pride. And all of them have an, an immense amount of pride and proud of their country. They want to, they want to represent their com- uh, country perfectly. You know, they try very hard to do that. And the same attitude is in our company. They want to represent our company well, and they want to be pride prideful of all their work and that's right. really important part of it because if you're if you don't have any pride in it then you're going to do whatever you want to do in order to get the deal done yep. and that is not what mortgage investors group is about yeah and another thing too if you look at just the history of america you know america was founded in you know an, a time that you know we basically revolted against england and and you know we wanted to start our own country because we felt that we did not have the freedoms that God gave us. So it was a pretty big deal when the United States was created. It didn't just happen. They just said one day, you know, sent in an email and said, hey, we don't want to be a part of your country anymore. I mean, there was a huge revolutionary war that was fought and it was a big deal, you know, and a lot of the people who fought for our country that that died, that shed blood for us are still there. They're relatives and from generation to generation are still here living with us. And, you know, it's a lot of these folks, I guarantee you, if you went back, Jeff Seagrave's uh, grandfather, for instance, you know, he, his, his grandfather um, actually captured the first POW in World War II, which was 
in uh, you know Pearl Harbor um, in Hawaii. Incredible, you know, incredible stuff. And tell them, uh, tell everybody about Kim Martin. When oh, Arlen yeah, Kim this Martin. Is incredible. This story. is incredible. We only have about three and a half minutes, but Kim Martin is one of our senior loan officers, and she actually. Um, sent a letter to uh, Vietnam back, I don't even know what the exact year was, but sent a letter out and hopes that it would reach you know, a soldier, you know, on the ground. And it was just a, a letter just encouraging them. And, and guess what? She got a letter back from this individual. Just an incredible letter that really actually laid out in response to her letter. And it was it was pretty cool. So really the, the, the letter actually was carried with her for several years and then she was able to be reunited with this individual not too long ago uh it was pretty emotional uh it was on wbir it was pretty cool um but you know what she's she's always kept in touch with this individual now and they have a friendship and a bond but he was serving and he was seeing all this devastation but he took the time to write back to her and thank her for encouraging him and and i think it really he even admitted saying that this was something that helped him to get through the war this little letter that this little girl wrote it was an incredible story and then also we have another person that we'd like to um talk about which is uh lewis norman who is 76 year old um served in the u.s army for two years stationed in korea in the late 50s it was after the korean conflict um but as all as we all know is still a major threat so it was part of you know the history of america carolyn norman is a senior loan officer and she is the person who uh her, it was her husband who actually is her mig hero um so you know there's just a ton of people like that and you know we want for everyone out there that is listening to just understand that you know our country our freedom is not free you all know that it sometimes um is hard to remember that when we're celebrating and we're cooking our hamburgers we're cooking our hot dogs we're at the beach we're waiting in the ocean we're riding on you know roller coasters we forget that it was those people who paid the price for us for us to be able to be free today and we thank them for that just like this great song that shine is playing um i love this song lee greenwood because it's so appropriate to what we're talking about so thank you guys so much thank you to our heroes thank you to mortgage investors group and thank you shine and mark for being a part of this we appreciate it we'll see you next week god bless the united states of america god bless the usa My name is Sharon Rivers, and I am a senior VP of closing and post-closing at the Home Office for Mortgage Investors Group. My hero is my husband, retired CW4 Randall Rivers. He served 21 years as an Army helicopter pilot, and I am very proud of his accomplishments. I wish you and your family a very blessed, happy 4th of July. My name is Laura Luber, and I'm a loan officer in Cookville, Tennessee, and I'm honored to mention several MIG heroes. My husband, William Luper, who served in Operation Iraqi Freedom, Gail Wilson in our office, her husband, David Wilson, her father, Hillard Webster, her brother-in-law, Tony Wilson, Pam Cummins in our office, whose father, Boyd Wilson, and another loan officer in our office and manager of our office in Cookville, Tennessee, John Parrish, served in Vietnam as a Marine. His father also served in the Army in World War II, and his son-in-law, Marvin Griffin, also served in the Army and currently serving in Afghanistan. Laura Beth Libby in our office, whose father-in-law served, Jake Libby. God bless America. Everyone have a safe and happy 4th of July. 
That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not. You need to know, so come here to find out. This program is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Mortgage Investors Group would like to celebrate our country's independence by thanking all of our military veterans and those who are currently serving our country. We understand and are so grateful for the sacrifices you have made for our freedom. MIG would also like to honor the memory of those who have died defending our nation and their families who have given so much for her defense. We wish you and your families the safest and happiest summer.